it is a general question um, for anyone really trying to get into the creative scape. Do you think you will do well at um, adapting or showcasing content or doing a story about characters or something like that that is not generally your own? And uh, what I mean by that is that, do you believe that you are creative enough to write an interesting story about something that was not generally your idea? Now, I asked this question to myself because of the fact that I was, you know, more so, I, I consider myself a creative type, you know? So, is it that I can actually do something that would be within the realm of keeping true to the character, but at the same time doing the story justice of, you know, uh, working with things that haven't been done before with the character or have been done with the, with the character, but just essentially being able to, to do it properly. Um, if anything, I would say uh, for further example, just look towards the current comic book industry. Marvel and DC is filled with people who weren't the originators of these characters, but are the ones who are spearheading a bunch of their content. And now essentially you have a bunch of bullshit that people just generally don't like, uh, and it doesn't it doesn't fit. It's not anything to, to write home about it, nothing like that. But essentially, you have so many people who just go against the grain of that uh, go against the grain of essentially um, all of this work and this years and this buildup of uh, stuff that's been going on. And you're you're hiring people who are fresh out the gate. Um, and essentially have an agenda to accomplish. And because of that, they have no, they have absolutely no care about the history of the character, what the character's about, or what they're, what it is that they're supposed to do. And that shows within their content, if you happen to be a fan of something. Now, the funny thing is, is that for me, I ask that question to myself, because when you think about it, it is a, it, it's, it's an ultimate, it's an ultimate um, showcase of creativity, as far as I'm concerned, um, to be able to take something that is not generally yours and, you know, essentially make it fucking sparkle in, in a way that's so dazzling that it's something that people look at and be like, oh yeah, even in uh, the comic books scape, you know, they, they name people who had an amazing run in a book, you know? It's, it's not that, oh yeah, this guy just, uh, you just did that. They'd be like, oh no, like when this guy did Spider-Man, that was one of the best um, string of Spider-Man comics that ever came out. You know what I'm saying? So, thinking about that, because uh, I, I believe I've talked about it before, but it was a question that was asked by my fr um, a friend of mine who essentially said, like, if, um, because I was, we were talking about Baruto and I was saying how much I don't care for the content of Baruto, I, I could give a, I could give two shits about what the hell the story is going to be or what's going on because of the fact that I'm just someone who was interested in, um, Naruto at the height of its popularity and now that it has, now that it basically is a dead horse mentality, I don't see the appeal of it. it it's not anything that's special. It's not anything that's um, even remotely similar to 
the uh, the greatness that was Naruto, but it is it's just its content within the realm of that character and that world that I know a lot about. So the question became, it was like, if someone approached me to write for Baruto, could I do it? And my answer to him was that I was like, the first, I was like, I could, but the first thing I would do is um, read and um, watch every episode of Baruto up until that point. And then he was like, and then he looked at me and he was, he was, you know, and it was like, it was like, now why, why would I make that decision? And then I told him, I was like, yeah, the, the thing is, is that I am someone who is a fan. I know what it takes and I know what it means to be a fan. I spend my life being a fan of shit. So if I was to write or be a part of something that generally ain't my own, it, it belongs to someone else. It's an opportunity to, for me, but at the same time, it's something that I wouldn't take lightly because of the fact that I most definitely know what it feels like to have your work get essentially screwed up by someone, uh, by, well, your, your work that you, that's beloved, get screwed up by someone because they believe that they know more than you when you generally enjoy the content. I mean, look at all the hate that Star Wars gets for just being Star Wars now. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's the same characters it's, it's in their, their universe, it's using all their lore, but people hate it. And why do they hate it? And it was like, well, it's not what they loved at all. I mean, one of the main complaints of people from the original movies was uh, the fact that they not only killed Han Solo off, but the fact that they killed Han Solo off without ever having a scene with Luke, Leia, and Han being in the same room together something that would have just sparked so much from anybody who happens to be a fan of fucking uh, Star Wars. And it's like, that's a complaint. The complaint is that we didn't even get to see these characters be together. It's not the fact that these characters were in the movie. These characters, of course they were in the movie. It's the fact that they weren't in the movie together. You literally had these characters that, that were the stars of their perspective movies um, essentially play the back seat towards these new characters that you're trying to rise up and it was and people knew that it was something that was just to be detested and looking at something like that and it's like seeing that you have now made your movie infamous rather than famous is something that I generally look at and it's like oh yeah I I get where they're coming from I understand that concept boy, this bitch need a tune-up or something. But <laughs> I understand that notion, that, that, that anger, that, that, that need of what the fuck coming from the content uh, because of the fact that it's like I am someone who generally feels the same way about shit as well. So what the fuck do I look like having shit like that be done to content that I know nothing about? Now, I look at uh, the Kevin Smith situation, and I believe that that's a perfect example. If, if you didn't know anything about the Kevin Smith um, situation, you know, look it up. The dude fucked over a bunch of uh, He-Man fans uh, big time by essentially 
doing a lot to showcase and bring up a bunch of characters that were known only in the toys or and uh, and and certain scapes. But essentially, he made the series uh, a bait and switch to where it didn't focus on He-Man. Hell, the, the show isn't even called He-Man; it's just called Masters of the Universe. He did a bait and switch, and he made a female character the main character, um, and it was a huge outcry because essentially he literally bullied some fucking YouTubers who ousted his ass and said like, yeah, they got from a reliable source because someone leaked because of course they talk. Nerds do that shit all the time. They got a leak that, um, that they got a tip that this show is going to focus on a female character rather than the main character and everything's going to focus and center around her. And it's not like that's anything detrimental or terrible. It's the fact that essentially that's not what He-Man is and also that's not what we were promised. That's not what the, the fans of the, the the fans of the series were told and whatnot. That's not anything about it. Now, the thing is, is that this uh, this, this dude also went out and said that, uh, you know, like he was talking about the fact that he got so much backlash and hate for the damn thing that uh, he was like, you know, the original stuff is still out there. If you still want to see the, the old stuff, just go watch the old stuff. One of the, the the bullshittery arguments ever when it comes to these people doing stuff but um that was an argument he had nonetheless <laughs> like it's it's such an that's such a non-argument <laughs> it was like the matter it, it doesn't matter that old content exists what what matters is the fact that you're you're screwing up content that isn't yours period like that's that's the main thing is that this isn't yours and you're fucking it over and you dare uh, essentially perceive what you're doing as something that is either superior or needs to be done. It's like it's just it's just a perfect example of you not caring. Like you don't care. So one of the main things about this is something that like I was curious as to why like a lot of people didn't really bring it up was the fact that um, Kevin Smith happens to be a huge fan of Batman. Like he's a huge fan of Batman, and one of the main things that ever that happened was that when uh Bat when the first Batman movies came out by um Tim Burton, he was the biggest, I mean the biggest bitcher of those movies. Now, personally, have nothing I've nothing bad to say about the Tim Burton Batman movies. I I I I like I like Batman. I really do. I really do enjoy and like Batman and his content and all that stuff, but the Tim Burton movies were enjoyable movies, and it was like in the scope of being able to do a character right or justice or being able to even just showcase a little bit of them, at that time, what was presented was um, passable for me. I mean, like, don't forget that they tried to make a Nicolas Cage Superman movie, but <laughs> like, what was done with Tim Burton and Batman for someone who essentially wasn't even interested in the comics that much um, was done well. I mean, you have the counter of that of uh, Michael Bay when it comes to Transformers. And uh, and what I mean is that Michael Bay did bad um, in terms of having something presentable that was okay. Uh, the first movie, sure, um, fine. But the second one, so much wrong, <laughs> so much wrong. But the fact remains, the biggest thing that Kevin Smith did during that, um, during like he used to do like a fucking 
stand-up thing preaching about the fact that he just can't stand the Tim Burton Batman movies. I mean, he would go in on the bitch. And then it's like a few years down the road. I mean, he's, he's also, he's written for comics. He's, he has his own comics. He's, he's, he's made his fandom known about the shit that he likes, right? Star Wars, Batman, all that bullshit. Um, he's, he's done that a thousand times over. But then it comes to making content that essentially he knew nothing about. It, it, he he's he was uh, he went in talking about how he couldn't he couldn't wait to do He Man like he remembers watching He Man and then people got um, looked up shit because it's the internet and when you and when you're a pop culture figure like him or a pop culture junkie you say shit and people remember it and they bring it up and like he was constantly saying shit like oh he he don't know nothing about He Man he never looked at He Man he thought it was lame it just never was interesting to him and so then he's like oh but now he's saying that he remembers it and he loved it so he's like the perfect person to write for it then you also have people judging his content as of late where he keeps shoehorning in his daughter who can't act and he keeps constantly making his stuff far more female eccentric as well as really 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 unfucking funny as if he just forgot where his roots are or where his original fandom comes from it's weird right it's very weird that essentially that happened with someone who was such a respected nerd or made his nerddom work for him and thus make him money. So when it got to the point of him doing the He-Man show, it was such a huge betrayal for so many people because it's like, you're supposed to be one of us. You were supposed to be someone that essentially Hollywood could get to. You actually have your foot in the door in Hollywood. You've worked on movies with big name actors and actresses. Uh, you fucking know uh, <laughs> Ben Affleck, for God's sakes. Um, and when it comes to doing a movie that actually does the representation of the quality of work or just the content itself, you were supposed to be one. You were supposed to be one of the people who essentially do it justice. You're not gonna be the one to change or fix the industry. Fuck no. But you were—you should have been the one to essentially help uh, everyone understand that this shit comes from a place that has a backing. It has a fan. It has fans. It has people who generally like it. Help, <laughs> you know. Show everyone that this is what you do if you want to make money off these people. You just gotta. You. All you gotta do is just not fuck up what it is that they already love. That, that's all he needed to do. That's all he needed to do. And he couldn't do it. And essentially, I, I'm bogged, I, I was bogged down by the same question because it was the same mindset. And it was like, could I possibly create or help write for something that I generally don't care for, you know? There's like, there's nothing in, um, like going back to what I was saying, there's nothing in Baruto that I give a damn about. There's nothing that I care about or nothing, anything in the story or nothing like that, that I, I'm associated with or even focused on. So it's like, all right, you write for this now. And it's like, I'm not going to be a jackass and just go off the cusp of, all right, where's the story at right now and what they're doing? Tell me that. And then I'll just work from there. No, I need to know shit. I know what I know about Naruto. So that helps. I don't need to look up information for that. Um, but essentially I need to um, catch up on Baruto. That way I will be of some fucking use because otherwise... It'd be stupid for me to attempt to 
right for um, right for the damn thing. I know nothing about anything going on. I know I don't I don't know new characters. I don't know any of the um, storylines. I don't, I have no idea what the fuck the plot points are and what you got going on because simply I'm I'm not fucking interested in that. So the best thing for me to do will be the first thing is just not to have an assistant bulk up on the content and then tell me no me and my fucking nerd brain needs to sit there look at the content absorb the fucking content and then be able to regurgitate it in a way that is entertaining as well as something that is vindictive of me and um also showcases that i care or not not that i care but that i at least respect the motherfuckers who like this shit into doing it justice so that it's not something that's like it's um, in, um, incomprehensible or it's just like a like oh man like how could he how could he possibly fuck this up or make something like this when it, it just shouldn't be that's not that's not the type of person I want to be and that's not the type of work that I want to do so realistically therein lies the problem right you have essentially a uh, a damn near conflict of interest when it comes to a lot of these people and a lot of the work that's uh, being done uh, right now. I mean, hell, you look at any fucking thing that's been done by Marvel or in DC and you can see exactly how much these people actually give a fuck about the original content. And then you can also tell exactly, you know, from the type of audience and by the type of people you converse with when essentially when shit don't go, like, once shit finally hits you and it don't go your way, then you're, now you understand why so many other people got upset at shit before, you know? For as little or as many Captain Marvel fans are out there, it wasn't until the, you know, until the movie got done when people finally was able to take notice and be like, hey, this is some bullshit, whatever, what, what the fuck? And... If it wasn't funny, well, I guess it's kind of a bad example because that character is just so fucking bad that <laughs> other people were able to look at the movie and then basically uh, also find fault with it and be like, oh yeah, this is a piece of shit. But um, it was something that just, it, it's something that generally is just like, you know, you can sit back and observe so many, like so much of just damn it's like like, how, like i don't want to say hate but just just complete and utter ignorance when it comes towards um handling or dealing with a character that only until it gets to a character that you like do you understand that oh shit these motherfuckers actually are doing terrible things with these characters or they essentially are fucking degrading them in ways that are just just wrong <laughs> What, what do I do? Like, what can we do? What, 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 what shall I do? And it's like, yeah, it's too fucking late. Because you allowed this shit to happen when it came to other shit. And it's like, and for some reason, you thought that your thing was fucking gold. And, and it's not. So it was like, you, you need to advocate and, and speak out on this shit way beforehand. Before, like, you know, before it gets too late. Otherwise, you will have the fucking uh, Star Wars movies. Um, that came out where a girl is leading it, you literally have the person in charge of the entire fucking project saying that there's no source material to run with when there's a plethora of books and comics that actually 
lead towards more shit within Star Wars. And it's literally called the expanded universe because of it. And you essentially don't know nothing about it because that's not what you're using it for. You're using it as a platform to jump off with. You're using it to rock around with shirts on and other women saying the force is female as if that makes any fucking sense. But it doesn't. It doesn't make any goddamn sense at all. But that's what happened. That's that's a result of the sheer ignorance of, of conquering a medium, or not conquering a medium, but conquering a body of work that's not your own. When you don't care about any facet of it, whether it is, you know, you care about the fans, whether you care about the actual um, body of work itself, any of that. And it was like, yeah, that, that shit, it shows in the work. I mean, look at what Peter Jackson did to the Lord of the Rings. Now, um, I always got to say this because I don't like those movies, but look at what he did to the Lord of the Rings. And it was like, I give credit where credit is due. The motherfucker loved the books and he wasn't able to fit everything into those movies, but he did enough enough to make people actually want to read the fucking books. It inspired so many people to latch on to that world simply from watching his movies. Like that's that's an amazing fucking feat. Like I, and it's like that's not your body of work, but you understood it to its goddamn core. To the point where now he's the only one that basically was able to um, instill female fucking dwarfs in the way that they're supposed to be. Because I believe in the Hobbit and uh, Hobbit in <laughs> the Hobbit it shows a female dwarf and she has a beard um and it's like they like yeah they're, they're supposed to look like that but um it's it's something to where i was like you know the man actually cared about everything he gave a fuck about the source material he gave a fuck about the books um now the hobbit you know that kind of got commercial but <laughs> it really got commercial there's a bunch of added shit that was not necessary and Honestly, it should have been broken down with like two movies, but um, it it just but it's like from the Lord of the Rings. Go back to the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Hell, uh, you, that's more so with the statement of you see yourself becoming, you die the hero, or you see or live long enough to be the villain. Um, <laughs> but essentially, um, it's just that concept always like rings in my head as something to like actually hold true in terms of actually uh, adapting something. When it comes to adapting something, that's not your own. Hell, there's a, there's a bunch of projects that I want to adapt. Stories that I've read and whatnot and it's like, man, I would love for this to have a certain type of spin or twist on it. Not, uh, you know, uh, more so and then a lot of them are actually um, cultural differences because they might, um, like the story itself might stem from uh, different uh, religions and, um, and races and different stories and whatnot. Because um, like I actually have like a bunch of uh, old Chinese stories that I would love to adapt into something else. But uh, and I've actually um, and I think about it and, like, and I got inspired from that because I read a book that was an adaptation of the um, Antagonine and. Um, uh, Oedipus Rex uh, story where, uh, well, just the Oedipus Rex. Well, a guy actually adapted it and more um, made it fit a modern uh, concept. And I thought the book was amazing. I thought it was really good. And like, that's one of, that is, that's that's my favorite tragedy is the Oedipus Rex story. That, that's, that is hands down my favorite tragedy. Um, 
because I, I, I love that more than any of Shakespeare's stuff. Uh, but it, it's something that, like, when I read the book, and then because I know of the Oedipus Rex story, when reading the book and then how everything fell into place so wonderfully, I was like, wow, that's actually pretty cool. Um, I was like, that's really good. And then it gave me an idea to do something like that, similar to a story that I basically, um, that I love watching. It's like a Chinese drama that I've seen, and I just love watching it. And it wasn't something where I wanted bits and pieces of it, which is something I do with a lot of Korean dramas that I watch. And it's like, yeah, this part and this part, yeah, the rest of it, I don't know. Um, but that's, they, you know, those are K-dramas. They, they on a whole nother level. <laughs> but it was like, no, I wanted the entire story, the characters. I wanted to do all of that shit, and I wanted to bring it to life. And I love the story so much that I've actually seen multiple iterations of it that come out within uh, Chinese shit. I wrote, I wrote over something, and it broke. Oh, shit. But, um, so it, it's, it's not like I'm adverse to doing it. I would never say that. Nor, nor do I believe that it's never a good thing to do something like that. I mean, with with the Kevin Smith situation and the He-Man thing, if that show would have came out and it actually would have did something with the actual He-Man lore, I would have fucking watched it because the animation on it was fantastic. It was it was fantastic. It looked nice. It looked amazing. It it, it looked good. You know, it's not like the dude wouldn't know how to do action scenes or. No, um, doesn't know how to write um, interesting dialogue or anything like that. And He-Man has always been something that was like, you know, that was just before my time. I did not get into He-Man that was out in the 80s. That's not something I was um, adverse to. But I do know something to something. So, you know, it doesn't matter if you're like, you know, you want to start this back up from where the show left off or where the old series left off or where the comics or anything like that. If anything, all that's going to do is inspire me to want to go and watch that shit not be told by your punk ass to go in and watch that shit in order to enjoy it. And it's like, nah. And it's like, well, if you want to sit here and learn more about what's going on, it'd be within your best interest to go watch the old show because we're starting off right where that left off at. So that, and it's like, that's cool. That's dope to me. But it's like, that's not what happened. You literally was like, yo, let's kill Prince Adam and then have, um, is it Tifa? Um, damn, I can't remember the girl's name. Um, but Mad at Arms' daughter have her take over as the main character and essentially make everything focus around her. And you essentially did this because you felt that it was some type of Jesus complex that you wanted to usher in and showcase. Even to the point where at the end of the series, He-Man's not even the most powerful character anymore. It's the girl. And it's like, do you not understand that that's what people had a problem with? Because the bitch ain't the most powerful character within the series. It's He-Man. He's, he's the guy. It's him. That's the whole point of the show. And so fans, men and women alike, all disapproved of the whole situation because it's like, that's not what the fucking show is. That's what Shira is for. So if anything, your show could have ushered in you doing a wonderful Shira. But no. <laughs> or a better one than, the, than the, the weird little guy thing that we got. And Lord knows, I didn't look at that. <laughs> Just like I didn't finish look, looking at Steve Universe. There's only so much gay you can take in before you realize, hey... I'm not gay. <laughs> so, it's like, it's disheartening to understand and see that. But it's like, which is why I like, I reaffirm myself by thinking of these situations and things. And it's like, yo, don't get caught up in your own feels because you want to do something like that. Or you want to add something or take away from something, blah, blah, blah. Don't, don't do that. Like, humble your fucking self. 
And that that's something that people need to just get screamed at a lot. It's just, yo, humble your fucking self. This is not yours. It's like if I was to given the opportunity to make a Star Wars, I mean, not Star Wars, um, a fucking Spider-Man story. Spider-Man is my favorite comic book hero of all time. He is the greatest comic book hero of all time. That's how I feel about that motherfucker. But Spider-Man is my favorite. So how will I want to showcase him? Well, will I be a dumbass like the fucking director of The Amazing Spider-Man and go, you know who people don't talk about? His fucking parents. No! I will sit there and go, okay, what haven't they done with Spider-Man that's been done within the comics? And then do that. Do that in the best fucking way possible. Find the best actor to give me the emotion. Find the best support people to play the supporting characters within the story. Find everybody that could possibly make this thing the GOAT of all Spider-Man movies. Without me worrying about franchising and nothing like that. If I like if I can write that in to where it's like, oh, there's a to-be-continued type of notion, by all means, I can fucking do that. I can do that and I I it'd be great. But I'm not going to pretend like I should just sit there and have my own stir because this is what I think makes Spider-Man cool or this is what I think makes Spider-Man Like, no. There's, like, like one of the things I think is crazy is that essentially how quickly, um, like, Hollywood in general is so quick to disavow or to ignore fan um, input towards things. And it's like, I don't believe you should listen to everybody, but I do believe you should talk to some people, you know, because everyone has different things that they like about a character. One of my favorite things about Spider-Man is that he's had more girlfriends than any other comic book character in existence. And I said girlfriends, not love interests to people he just fucked occasionally because a lot of people might want to put in Batman for that one. But no, I mean actual girlfriends, like literal people whom dated his ass for a good minute. But it's like most of the pop most of the public would only know Mary Jane or Gwen Stacy. But there's more lots more and that's something that you know it's like i don't need a movie to dictate or showcase that but i for damn sure can have a movie that has him dating someone else being interested in someone else and then his feelings for mary jane come up I, you can do that hell the amazing spider-man basically uh annexed uh, like an entire fucking scene with mary jane being introduced and it was one of the things that was like if you know spider-man that was so fucking integral it's disgusting because one of the major aspects about Mary Jane is that essentially Gwen Stacy's death is a huge character moment, defining character moment for so many characters within Spider-Man, not just Peter Parker himself. But if you don't fucking know shit, then you would miss that. Then you would sit there and just have Gwen Stacy's death happen. And then that just kind of be the end of it. And then Spider-Man moves on to Mary Jane. Fuck no. Me knew Mary Jane when he was dating Gwen Stacy. And Mary Jane was a party girl because she's incredibly attractive. She's incredibly hot. She's not a fucking reporter, which is what the game fucked up with her. And it was like, she's she's a goddamn supermodel. And it was like, because he's, he's a turbo nerd. So why wouldn't a turbo nerd want a supermodel as a wife? Like, it, it fits, right? <laughs> it fits. Like, your ideal woman is, is her, not that grumpy frump dump of a woman that they had as Mary Jane within the fucking video games but like the whole turning point of her character is that if you knew when Mary Jane was first introduced she wasn't introduced as like an absolute love interest for Peter no she was introduced as this party girl who went on a blind date with him and then she stayed a recurring side character for the longest but she started dating Harry a goddamn rich boy and then upon Gwen Stacy's death she took life seriously she approached everything as if like, you know, I'm gonna live fucking forever. And someone that she knew 
that was close to her fucking died. And then she like came to grips with that. She was no longer the party girl. So then naturally Harry broke up with her because that was a character defining moment for him as well because of the situation where it was like, that's what he wanted. He wanted the party girl. He didn't want Mary Jane serious, bunkering, um, bunkering down in her life and trying to get her shit together. That's not what he wanted. He wanted a nice little trophy wife on the side of him, something to please his father because you're a good looking girl. That'll make him happy because like, yeah, see what I pulled? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it was so much that it did for so many characters because of Gwen Stacy's death, aside from just affecting Peter Parker. And the fact that there was something that you completely glossed over because, you know, fuck you. <laughs> fuck the fans, fuck what anyone thinks. Let's just make up some shit. Then yeah, it's something that just horribly wasn't done. And it's like, and it hasn't been done yet in any of the goddamn Spider-Man movies. Hell, I would say the closest you would get in terms of like, um, like a, a hardcore truth realization for a character would be at the end of Spider-Man 3. The fact that the movie ends not with him and Mary Jane reconciling their relationship, but more so just seems like they might be. And it's like, that's that's the beauty of Spider-Man. Even at the end of his, his trifecta of movies and um, fucking finding out his uncle's killer and forgiving him and kind of being, finally just getting some closure for Uncle Ben which is something that he desperately needs because he's fucking Peter Parker, you get where it was like, at the end, you see, he still didn't get the girl. He might have. Like, they, they might fix what the damage that was done, which is his fault. It was basically an alien, but his fault. And it's like, that's Spider-Man. That is the core of, that, that is Peter Parker. That is the guy that so many people relate to. And it's like, to miss that, and then you get the shit that's Tom Holland because everything that happened in those previous movies, you didn't want to copy, but it's like, that's what the character is. So it's not a matter of copying it. You're doing the character justice, but to them, it was copying. And so then they chose not to do that. We're not going to mention Uncle Ben. This is like, all right, you don't have to mention him, but the nigga is responsible for making him the way that he is. Nah, we're going to make it Tony Stark. Well, that doesn't make any fucking sense because he was already Spider-Man when Tony Stark met him. Ah, semantics. That's not semantics. That's who the fucking character is. But you don't care, so then you did what you did. And you make what you make, and that's why it became what it became. To the point where your last movie literally had you renege on all the shit you thought you could do without for the character. But that doesn't make up the fucking character, so you had to do something about it. So then you killed Aunt May to represent the same depth as Uncle Ben. But guess what, bitch? He was already doing Spider-Man shit before she died. So the great power with great responsibility conversation doesn't work there. And if you sit there and go, well, because of her death, he had to think about that. No. Also, the reason that she died is because Aunt May put a, uh, stuck her nose in a situation she knew nothing about, told him to help some people whom she knew nothing about, and then because of that, it subsequently added on to her dying. Now then, you have with great power come great responsibility. This wasn't like her death was something that could have been avoided if Peter Parker actually done something. Her death was going to happen because Peter Parker did what he did. If he just would have returned them the way that Doctor Strange told them to, then there would be no fucking problem. But Aunt May stuck her nose in the situation that she didn't um, that she didn't belong in. Peter thought he knew better than someone telling him these people's fates are their fate. Hell, you didn't even know if what you did fixed them when they returned to their timeline. Fuck all that. And then, 
you have the audacity to say with great power comes great responsibility when literally you prove the opposite. But you don't care. They don't give a fuck. They do not care about the character at all. And yeah, like you can say like, yeah, it made the money that it made. It blew up by all means. I, yeah, that happened, sure. But that doesn't change the integrity of the content. That doesn't change the fact that Spider-Man 2 is still the best Spider-Man movie. That's, that's just about him. Into the Spider-Verse is an amazing movie, by all means, yes. But as far as superhero movies goes or Spider-Man movies, Spider-Man 2 is the best, period, hands down. And that movie is just so integral and crucial towards Spider-Man. It's, it's amazing. And it's a movie that doesn't need to harp on or doesn't need to, to keep the villain aspect just as strong as the hero aspect. No, it's driven by everything Peter Parker. And it's glorious. The man gets pushed down to the, his, to the, to the very fucking bottom and he still keeps being Spider-Man. And it's like, that is such, such an amazing movie. My, my favorite Spider-Man movie. But it goes to show you where Sam Raimi did what he did in hopes of, you know, just making his story. Yeah, there's a lot of things wrong with it. There's a lot of things wrong with it as far as like comic book lore or content with the character, but I still look at that movie and I'm fucking just thrown away. I love it. But it's like, I look at what comes out later and it's like in your attempts to try and run away from some shit that already exists, you made just some. You made what um, you did unrecognizable. It's not Spider-Man. But and it's like, and don't even think like you know in terms of like, well, the masses eat it up, so that fucking matters. It's like, ah, yeah, fuck you if you believe that, because that's something that I, I'd never um, adhere to. I, I could give two shits if everybody in the world thinks that something is great, but I'm the only one going. This is bullshit. God damn it, this is bullshit. <laughs> Oh boy! Remember when everybody in the world thought that the, um, that uh, all the planets revolved around Earth, and it took one guy to sit there and go, "Nah, that's not true." They threw his ass in jail because of it. Remember that? It's like the shit happens. It's not like, like it doesn't. The shit happens. It might be rare nowadays, but it doesn't change the fact that it does happen. And it's just it just goes to show that like you know, no matter what, stick with your guns. I mean, even I, even I have the folly of essentially not really giving a damn about content that didn't involve anything that I cared about. But then as soon as it revolved around shit that I care about, oh, I'm knee deep into the information about stuff. And I'm one of the main people on the front line screaming out like, yo, this is going to be dog shit because I know this person is associated with it. And this person did that, this, that, and the third, and they're not good at making content or they're not good at sticking with the lore. They're not good at keeping up with some shit. Hell, I had hoped for the Batman movie simply because the dude that done the Planet of the Apes movie, um, they weren't bad. They weren't bad movies, you know? And it's like, uh, and they weren't bad movies. Uh, fucking, um, I'm about to say Edward Cullen. <laughs> um, those weren't bad movies. Robert Patterson is a, is an amazing actor. Um, the guy that played the Riddler, I really was wondering if he was going to be able to do it um, well. Because uh, he, he's, he's gotten, um, you know, he's done okay acting. 
so like it, it was just a plethora of things I was like yeah this is all in, in the positive lane to me and then watching it and then conversing with other people about it it's like a lot of times I just hold myself back because of the fact that it's like yeah I know you don't care about this shit as much as I do when it comes to these characters hell I know for a fact a lot of people have no fucking idea why the Riddler does what he does so how how dare I sit there and try to um, voice my opinion on that aspect how dare I sit there and look at them and go, hey, um, yeah, that, that wasn't the Riddler. It, it, it could have been, and it should have been, and it, I don't see why they couldn't have done it. But it wasn't him. That was something completely different. Now, the Riddler does this, that, and the third. Or, like, you know, these characters need to do this, that, and the third. These small little moments should have been what the movie really expanded upon, and had in multiple moments and whatnot the movie itself should have been deconstructed and trimmed down immensely or at least had situations fill up um fill up a lot of the time that would have been very far more fucking interesting rather than just having people go yeah the detective stuff he finally did more detective stuff when realistically he didn't do as much detective stuff that was different from fucking um i was like josh brolin <laughs> not josh brolin uh Damn, not I was about to say Henry Cavill. Not Henry Cavill, fuck. Um, what's his name from The Dark Knight? Ah, damn, how am I blanking on that? Christian Bale. It was like, Christian Bale did just as much detective work within The Dark Knight. And I dare you to sit there and go, no, he did. Yes, the fuck he did. That's, that's what the whole fucking movie was. He was doing nothing but detective shit. But it's like, this movie just made, made sure that it's stuff in your face that he's doing detective shit. But it was like Christian Bale did detective shit. Michael Keaton did detective shit. Um, George Clooney did not. <laughs> uh, uh, Val Kilmer did detective shit. But it's like, oh, we're going to pretend like, you know, because it's like that's a core fucking aspect of the character. So obviously there needs to be something that we have within the story. But you, there's just some there's just no pleasing some people because they're fucking stupid. They sit there and look at certain things and they're like, he's not doing enough detective. He's fighting a lot. And it's like, no, he does both, bitch. To be able to balance it is what makes Batman Batman. He's the world's greatest detective, but he also can throw hands, goddammit. So give us that. And it's like, I look at the movie and I was like, yeah, he's doing just the, he's doing the same, it's not the same shit, but it's like just as much detective work. You're just watching him stalk more. That's it. You're watching him doing, uh, keeping a lookout or whatnot. I was like, that, that we're getting more of, but so? <laughs> Radiated bills that the cops are using so he can be able to track down the mob? How the fuck is that not detective shit? Jesus Christ. <laughs> getting, the, um, getting the fingerprints off of ballistics of a bullet after he figures out exactly how the bullet shatters in the first place so he can reconstruct it to get the fingerprints that leads into a clue that's done by Joker who basically was like two steps ahead and he knew that that's something that Batman would probably do to track him down. The fuck? How is that not what the characters would definitely do? Or, or is it not symbolism of fucking detective work? Did you watch the same fucking movie? Or were you just thrown back because that movie was able to balance both the action and the detective work in such a wonderful way that you didn't even fucking know what was happening? Or you weren't even paying attention. But then you get the Batman, which basically had him brooding, sulling, and standing around stalking people for the longest. That, yeah, you can sit there and say that he was doing detective work. They've always been doing detective work, bitch. You just haven't caught up to it fuck so it's 
it's something to where I feel that, you know, it, it's it's a it's a matter of respect to the characters. Cause like I said, with the Batman, you know, that wasn't Riddler in the slightest. They they literally was like they wanted to be like the Zodiac killer when dealing with him. And that was disturbing because that's not who the Riddler is, it's not what he's about, that's not anything vindictive of him. So it was sad that he still hasn't gotten the time to shine or be the character that he should be. Um, hell, his narcissism wasn't there. His complete, um, his uh, obsessive and compulsiveness um wasn't there. Like nothing that really span out of Riddler other than them being like, oh no, he just likes puzzles. It, it wasn't anything. But all in all, all I'm trying to say is that it's just... It's just really, it, it, it's just really a matter of person, skill, and fucking um, ineptitude, or just raw talent, really, to be able to sit there and turn something that isn't yours and make it yours. And honestly, I think the testament of a true creative shines in such situations because of the fact that not everybody can pull it off. And even some of the biggest names in Hollywood, some of the biggest writers out there, some of the biggest directors have proven time and time again that that is not something that they're good at. And so all I say is that when you are given the opportunity or you have the opportunity to do such a thing, uh, nut up or shut up. That's it.